Three, two, one. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates on tonight's show. I have a very special guest, Ed Opperman, the owner of the Ed Opperman Report, uh, my favorite online investigative journalism show, so go check that out. Uh, you guys probably already know his name and learned about me from him, my being on his show. But anyway, tonight we're going to talk about this Jeffrey Epstein case. The reason why I wanted to talk with Ed is a couple recent developments in the case. I'd followed his reporting, excellent reporting on Epstein. I believe he had Pierce Redman on talking about the case, and maybe some other guests if we can uh, jog my memory. But really what's, what's come up recently, well, there was a big article in the Miami Herald in uh, November of 2018 that really covered the case in detail. There was a lot of video. It was, this, I think, a six-part series. And then most recently, even just this month, um, during the confirmation of William Barr, uh, this our new Attorney General has just been confirmed, and so I believe signed in yesterday. Uh, ben Sass was one of the talkers, but he informed or asked the DOJ, the Department of Justice, to look again and look at the probe of the 2008 agreement of Jeffrey Epstein. Um, so this is fairly recent, but uh, Ed is really very knowledgeable about this, and I'm glad that he's uh, taking some time out. He just had some surgery, so uh, I really appreciate you being here. Ed, are you there? Uh, William, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Cool, man. Cool. So maybe we can just start for people who really don't know the details of the case. Maybe you can just do a, a five-minute primer on just who Jeffrey Epstein was, why he's important, and what happened uh, about his case that was such an injustice. I was sitting in a, a waiting room one day and I saw this magazine and it was something about the, this curious case of this hedge fund billionaire down in Palm Beach and how he was uh, had three little girls coming to his Palm Beach mansion every day, uh, 12, 13, 14-year-old girls, uh, to give them massages and he would escalate the activity to escalate the statutory rate. He was paying like 100 bucks. And he had like a multi-level marketing deal going on where they would uh, recruit their friends, you know, and get paid. And uh, I said, wow, what a story, man. I, I had never heard of this on news, the TV, radio. I listened to all the old media stations everywhere. And so five years ago when I first got my first uh, radio show, I said, I, I got to do a show about this. The only person I could find who even knew a little bit about it was Robert Morrow, the guy who wrote the book. With, well, he used to author books for Roger Stone. You know, he's a, he's a guy from Texas, and I, I had him on the show. And the first thing I asked him was, because I had looked into this, and I'd seen all kind of bizarre connections with the Epstein and Trump. And I said, hey, well, what about Trump's connection to Epstein? But Robert Moore is a, a strict Republican at the time. He was a Trump supporter. He was working for Roger Stone. He wrote the book, The Clinton War on Women. And he says, no, no, Ed, uh, I'm telling you, Trump likes uh, adult, big-breasted women, just like I do. Because, you know, Stone's kind of a character. He's out there, you know. Uh, but he's, he's definitely no fan of child abuse, that's for sure. Um, and he, he knew a lot of details on the case. But, uh, but even though still I had been so uh, updated on the case that uh, I did a whole hour. The first time I ever did an hour solo by myself uh, after I had Robert Moore on as a guest where I really outlined this whole thing. Jeffrey Epstein came from uh, Brooklyn, uh, from a middle-class family. He went to a public school, high school. Uh, the kind of school, uh, I forget the name of it. It was like when it was Coney, I think it was Coney Island. Okay. So just imagine that's the kind of school you'd see on welcome back Cotter. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
All right. <laughs> like real middle class, like true right like down, true, the line. down the line. Lower middle class. Lower middle know, class. Okay. Yeah, okay. you know. Comes out of there. He doesn't even graduate college. Somehow he winds up teaching at a middle school, the Dalton School, which is a private school in Manhattan, uh, where the little girls wear these little Catholic school uniforms that he's attracted to, that he's talked about being attracted to. One of his students from there, he has uh, some kind of a friendship or a mentoring with this little girl and uh, whatever happened there. And her father worked for, I believe, uh, uh, Lehman Brothers or Goldman Sachs, one of those big companies. Somehow, uh, Mr. Epstein wrangles his way into a partnership over there. Uh, then he leaves there, you know, uh, some say amid some kind of scandal or whatever, but he leaves there and he goes on to start his own hedge fund company and he declares, I will only have exclusive billionaire clients. You know, the only client we know about is uh, Leslie Wexler, uh, who owned the most expensive piece of property in Manhattan next door to Bill Cosby. Uh, interesting neighborhood. Right. And Wexler was like, his background was, was it, uh, what was the clothing line that made him money? Oh, Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret, right. So limited. Was, yeah, limited. That's right. Yeah. Right. And if you ever go look, go into, you know, if you don't have a, a tween little girl, uh, like I, you know, I raised a daughter from a, exclusively um, until 18 years old. And when we would go shopping for clothes from her, for her, when she was eight, nine, ten years old, they had a store called The Limited Two, which was uh, targeted toward girls under 10, under 12. And very provocative clothing for little girls. You know, and you wonder, well, why can't we buy normal clothes for little girls? Why does it have to that we have to be uh, uh, editing out <laughs> so much uh, clothes that I, that I wouldn't let my daughter go near? And I'm no prude, you know. You know me. So Leslie Wexler is his only known client. Uh, Leslie Wexler. And Leslie Wexler gave him the most uh, expensive piece of property uh, in Manhattan for, I believe, one dollar. There's some a question about where the. Uh, uh, the, whether it was sold, transferred, Wexler may still own it, nobody knows. Okay, so uh, Epstein gets into some shenanigans with some guy, uh, call it a Ponzi scheme, whatever. This guy, what's his name here? We got this is all Pierce Redmond's work, the part I'm give, about to give you now. Okay. Uh, the guy's name is, um, where is it? I just talked to. Uh, Oh, 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 wait a minute. It'll, it'll be over here. Let me find it here. Uh, wait a second. Let me just... But anyway, this guy down in Florida uh, okay. has a connection okay. with Roger Stone, too, by the way. Oh, the guy's name is Scott Rothstein. Went to prison. He was running some kind of a, a – they call it a multi-level Ponzi scheme type of operation. But it had something to do with um, selling futures in lawsuit settlements that they would get investors to run the lawsuit, and then they'd get a payoff at the end, kind of a – uh, litigation financing business, you might call it. Right. Yep. And yep. Roger Stone was involved in that business. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, right? Roger yep. Stone, uh, who also uh, worked with that company, uh, Nexium, uh, also uh, had his own little... Uh, well, nonsense. supposedly worked with Nexium, right? Yep. I mean, that's what Nexium or the people claim that he was involved. Is there any proof that he's really with us? No, just what I've heard. You're right. Okay. I, I don't have any personal proof that you, you've heard to me. I've heard the rumor that the reason why the Nexium people said they that Roger Stone was working for them or were around them was to get them some press and hopefully get them donations to fight their, their legal bills is what my understanding is. That's what I've heard. Okay, great. Um, but also, too, you know, you, we've seen his Craigslist, which first he claimed was an FBI uh, operation sting where he was trying to find men to come and sleep with his wife. Right. Uh, which which, by the way, was the same exact uh, allegations against um, uh, Paul Manafort. If you read the uh, emails from his daughters uh, that were hacked out of there, 
Uh, they're talking about the same exact stuff, man, about uh, Paul Manafort uh, passing his wife around to strange yeah, men. And they, fa- they featured that aspect of Roger Stone's life in his documentary, Go Find Me Roger Stone, I think is the title. Really? On that I never got a chance to watch it. Yeah, get me Roger Stone. Yeah, and it ends never... with Roger Stone walking into Trump Tower. Yeah. Trump Tower so, oh, so yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Very interesting. But they did address his, his sordid yeah. underworld. I mean, he. Ba- I think he recently said that he was uh, – He's tried every sexual thing in the book. So, Well, you know, Robert Morrow, I just interviewed him. He tells me that the Stone told him that he had an affair with Ann Coulter. <laughs> That's what I heard. Okay. Yeah, so. But, but it's sure interesting. he could tell stories. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he told, yeah, I had him on for an hour. He told me some great stories. As a matter of fact, he, uh, he his uh, falling out with Stone, which he has a serious falling out with Stone right now, and his falling out with Trump is centered around the Katie Doe lawsuit. Right. Which we can get into. I mean, that's a side issue, but that Katie Doe came up during the election and then a bunch of strange stuff happened and it disappeared. Oh, no. Yeah. They, they dropped the suit uh, a week before the election, uh, November 1st, I think it was. Right. After, I mean, uh, uh, Wayne Matson is making some really serious allegations about Trump, too, and uh, involving girls the same age as Epstein's. Epstein's coterie of girls and and Trump has been there's pictures of Trump and Epstein together oh no absolutely there's no doubt that there's a a huge connection between Trump and Epstein Um, Trump was uh, quoted and by uh, uh, Vicki Ward in the New Yorker magazine in her piece the curious Mr. Epstein about um, how he said uh, the the quote is and I made a meme about it actually uh, where it says uh, he booms into his speakerphone oh Jeff Epstein we've been great friends for 15 years this is uh, paraphrased um uh, he, he sure likes it. A lot of people say he loves beautiful women more than I do, and many of them on the younger side. And then he says, Bet Jeffrey Epstein sure enjoys his social life. So he makes an allegation to it. was well known in these circles that Epstein was chasing around young girls. And Epstein operated in those circles, and he lived fairly close to Mar-a-Lago is my understanding. I don't think they were more than you know half a mile away if that. It is walking distance. I've been challenged on that, and someone actually measured it. I think it's about three miles. Okay, okay three miles. Okay, well, I was wrong. So it's fairly close. But it's in a Tony upscale. He lived, I mean, for Epstein somehow made it to an upscale part of Florida, and that's where the abuses started quite a long time ago now. It's been 2018, and his agreement was 2008. So, you know, sometime and during the Bush administration is when Epstein's you know, abuses really started. Is that true? Yes, and there was a lengthy investigation by the Palm Beach police where they actually had cameras set up next door. They took, uh, uh, tr- they stole his trash every day uh, because this wasn't a secret what was going on in this town. Uh, one of the women, the, the, the young girls, the children uh, that Epstein was raping was uh, Virginia Roberts, right, who was right. an employee. They found her at Mar-a-Lago when she was working there at 14, 15 years old, folding towels in the ladies' room. Uh, Gishlane Maxwell was a friend of Trump and a friend of Epstein. And oh, really, the closest friend of Epstein is my understanding. Yeah, they had a relationship at one point, then they had some kind of broken up relationship. Okay. But her father was uh, Robert Maxwell, this notorious Mossad guy uh, in uh, England who was a con man and a, a involved with the tabloids up there. Notorious character. Who died he, in- he was a, he looted the pensions of I think I can't the Globe or one of these newspapers and stole sixty million bucks. Yeah. But yeah, he was he uh, basically knew a lot. Supposedly, was a Mossad operative. Uh, my understanding, and, and I got to flush this out, you know, get more understanding. But he th- apparently threatened the Mossad 
with revealing some secrets, and then he was found on a boat, off the boat of his boat in the Mediterranean, drowned. Exactly. So, and uh, and uh, Gishlein, the daughter, and by the way, everybody complains about the name, how, by how I pronounce that, but the thing is, that's how it's spelled, so that's how I pronounce it for people. It's a know. funny spell, G-H-I-S-L-A-N-E. And you got to be careful when people know how to pronounce it, because usually those are people that are a little bit more involved <laughs> than they want to know they are. Okay. Something I've discovered here, because you talk about the Mossad connection of uh, Gishlein, who was a helicopter pilot, by the way, too. That's fascinating enough, okay, um, uh, and her dad. Uh, but there was a book written about uh, the Epstein case by a woman named Conchita Sarnoff. I had her on my oh, show as well. Yep. Uh, she wrote a book called Traffic King. And uh, she happened to be friends with the, you know, like, what a marvelous coincidence. She happened to be friends with Donald Trump. She was friends with Ghislaine Maxwell. And she was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Before all these allegations became public, oh my goodness. She just happens to coincidentally run a... Uh, an organization to aid child trafficking victims and human trafficking wow, and sex yeah. trafficking victims. And uh, when you look up her organization, she has a Beverly Hills telephone number, but her organization is based down there in Palm Beach. She hangs out at all these places. And uh, you know, when you look up, you know, what do they do? Well, they throw a lot of balls. They throw a lot of these big, fancy, expensive balls to raise money. Uh, but then you don't quite see what uh, projects they have going on. But I guess it takes a lot of balls uh, to run an operation like that. And she chose as her publisher a Mossad agent named Victor Ostrovsky. Oh, my God, right. And none shall call it deception, or what was the name of his book? Yeah, well, it's a book none... about deception. Yeah, right. It's about his time in the Mossad. He was like a whistleblower. Right, and right. using deception in, in your work. And all of his publishing companies have names like the cover story and the front story, you know what I mean? God, so she, this woman uh, and her balls uh, has the opportunity to use any publisher out there. She could self-publish, she could find publishers, but she shows sure. a Mossad date and should be her publisher. The, uh, the name of Ostrovsky's book is Mossad by Way of Deception, which comes <laughs> from a biblical quote, by way of deception, thou shalt make war. And, and interesting enough, he actually called me up. But we had the in, uh, interview booked, but he called me up to make himself known to me uh, prior to the interview. Gotcha. Uh, so you interviewed Ostrovsky? <laughs> nah, he wanted to be interviewed. I don't okay. know if he would come back now, and I don't know if I want to be on the radar of all these kind of people all the time. Probably, <laughs> I, think probably <laughs> I think I'm already involved in uh, way too much. Uh, well, that's I mean, that's an important <laughs> component of the Epstein case. Here's this yeah. kind of uh, lower middle class guy who only has one rich client who you know, somehow has this this opulent lifestyle with no real known uh, employment, right? Like, I mean, he he has one client. He's not out there hustling, trying to get uh, business from a bunch of other people. He just has one benefactor, which is very odd and unusual. So he has a, a guy worth $4.5 billion. And, <clears throat> I mean, some of the details that came out, Virginia Roberts, who you mentioned, uh, she like got married and and went to Australia. Like she got out of the country as yeah. one of the victims. But there's a picture of her, Ghislaine Mas Maxwell and Prince Edward, so of the royal family together when she was like 15. And she she was in this Miami when I mentioned at the intro the Miami Herald uh, uh, writings or, or journalism that came out on November 18th. She was in there, but she was videotaped as well talking about how yeah. Epstein had hundreds of victims so it's it's people have this kind of it seems like in a lot of the conversations they have like, oh this guy was just victimizing five or ten people not according to the victims that's not the case he had he was he had rotating victims coming in and out being farmed out 
and hanging out with and traveling on these jets, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we don't want to get lost. Uh, see, the, the whole thing about the Jets and the Lolita Express and the, the little black book and pedophile islands, whenever you hear these expressions, that's the low-hanging fruit that's put out there for you by these people with the balls, okay, um, Because and, and with the Mossad connections. They want you to think this is all on airplanes and jets and off on islands. Right. So far. This happened in Manhattan. This happened next door to Bill Cosby. Nobody saw my Bill. By the way, Trump has an island right next to Epstein's Island. Did you know that? All right. So maybe we can talk about that. That part of the story is that he had a private jet with a black book that was leaked by somebody who worked for Epstein, who subsequently died. Um, that had names of people on there that you know, names that we all know. You know, names like uh, Kevin Spacey, Bill Clinton. Um, just uh, Courtney Love. So Epstein had a had a book. He had a, a Rolodex, so to speak, of famous people that he was associated with. Yeah, it was the butler who coined the name Lolita Express. He tried to sell that little black book, and the little black book had many many names in it. But the ones that were underlined was code for massage, which is what uh, you know was code for going with these girls. Gotcha. Uh, the thing is, too, you got to remember, it was Ghislaine Maxwell's job to go out, and this is talked about in the Miami Herald article, uh, which, by the way, and let's go on the record here, I'm totally unimpressed with that whole uh, coverage there. Um, but the thing is, is that um, her role was to go around to the different uh, massage uh, resorts and spas and stuff like that and try and recruit, recruit girls to give massages. Okay? So, but she was recruiting a 15-year-old towel folder in this case. Now, there's no way you can tell me that, that Mr. Donald Trump, who lived at Mar-a-Lago, keep in mind, he lives there. <laughs> okay, that's his house. That's where his kids go. That's where his wife goes. That's where, right? right. And right. You're telling me he doesn't know what goes on under his own roof? He was friends with Ghislaine Maxwell. He knows uh, this little girl, Virginia Roberts. He knows her dad. Her dad worked there in the maintenance department and retired with his own horse ranch on a maintenance uh, uh, worker's salary. Under the great Mr. Donald Trump. <sighs> now, uh, if you look at some of the lawsuits with Trump, he was sued at a, a golf course, a property owned in Los Angeles. And one of the complaints they had over there is that when he would show up three times a year, he would complain about that there weren't enough attractive women uh, working there. So he would have they, they would have to schedule attractive women on the days they knew he was coming. So he had such attention to detail what was going on. This other property only visited there four or five times a year. But you're trying to tell me that the property that he lived at where friends of his are there recruiting his employees and he's not aware of what's going on? I find it very hard to believe. Well, I also find it, you know, these are the girls that came forward for the Miami Herald. They When they were children being raped, they obviously were not sophisticated. They were not wearing. Now they're older. They're 30 maybe 35, talking about their experiences. But there's there's probably a whole host of other people, and there clearly have been lawsuits according you know, to information that Epstein is settling civil cases um, with a variety of different people. So, you know, the, the amount of victims that are public, and those those cases probably have some kind of NDA or non-publicity element to it. Like, you can't go forward if we give you this money. So... Um, yeah, there's, a, there's probably a lot more to that story than is known publicly. But, I mean, I think that just going back to Epstein and going back to his conviction is that, according to the Miami Herald article, when he came to an agreement after he got, I think, arrested, but they were actually, the, the, the something very odd happened. Well, big wigs got involved with his case. Ken Starr, 
who wrote the Star Report about the Clinton upon which um, our now Supreme Court uh, Supreme Court Justice worked on what was his name uh, the uh, Kavanaugh Brett Kavanaugh worked for Star during the Star Report but Star was involved in the defense for Epstein and all these bigwigs and they said in that article which was remarkable nothing I'd ever heard of is that the prosecutor sent the complaint I mean the charges to the defense to have them edited and send it back like it's off the chart so there's all this inappropriate and then the person who was involved with that case who was the the head chief prosecutor I believe at the time in Florida is now the head of the Department of Agriculture correct Costa or Costa yeah, Acosta wrote uh, during all this time. I just want to back up real quick. Okay. One thing, you talk okay. about Andrew York, Epstein, and Trump. There are photographs of the three of them attending a tennis tournament at Mar-a-Lago. Okay? Oh, the photographs themselves have been scrubbed, but we have the titles. They came up in, a, I think it was a docu-search uh, that came up. And as far as Virginia Roberts, too, you talk about the photograph of Virginia Roberts with Prince Andrew and Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, there's other photographs of this little child uh, where she's on the Staten Island Ferry, where the photographs that were attached to a, to a lawsuit, one of the original lawsuits. Uh, where this is a little girl. This is a little kid, man, uh, wearing a sweatshirt and shorts and stuff like that. This is not some uh, teenage kid, man. This is a little kid when she first got mixed up with these people. And there's uh, transcripts of her conversations with her mother, her poor mother, where her mother's saying, you have to get away from these people somehow. You have to figure out how to get away from them. Now you got to remember too. What 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 lawsuit was that? I don't understand. That's one. That's, that's one of the very very original lawsuits against the uh, the civil the, the civil case against them, right? One of the Brad Edwards lawsuits gotcha. down there for the the big one, the one that really counts, the one that's going against the civil uh, the victims' rights advocacy uh, department there. Right, uh, that because did. that that was the chief complaint of these girls is that they were denied their rights under the victims' advocacy. There's a, a statute in. Florida, that they say they were never, they were supposed to be uh, sign off on the conviction, right? And that never happened. Yeah, well, in, in any kind of case, you notify the victims of what's going on. They made no effort in this case whatsoever. It was hidden from them on purpose. It says this was done in, in a sealed, uh, the, 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 what do you call it, the penalty phase was, was right. sealed. And so that and was, and Dershowitz, it was Dershowitz, Star, all these bigwigs came in as kind of like a little dream team, right? Right. And that's what's because when you mentioned Acosta, Acosta's low hanging fruit as well. We know about Acosta because he wrote a three-page letter talking about that. When, oh, my goodness, when I was down there in the, the Southern District, the, 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 the Attorney General down there, uh, prosecutor's office, they were investigating my family, and they put political pressure on me. They had private investigators chasing me around, and he wrote this three-page letter. How do we know about that three-page letter? Well, it goes back to the balls. Uh, Conchita Sarnoff was the the uh, the, the uh, spokesperson on that. She's the one who broke that story and published that letter. That's how we know about uh, uh, Mr. Acosta. And I bought into it at the time. I was talking about this. Oh my goodness! They put pressure on him. This is like Rudy Giuliani. You know, go back and listen to my some of my first uh, interviews on this thing. My, my first uh, shows I did about this man. I was a babe in the woods back in those days, man. So okay? you're saying Conchita Alonso is like a, a limited hangout operative who only puts out a quarter or half of the story intentionally. 
I'm saying she's got some great balls, man. She puts on these great balls. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Whatever else she's up to, man, I don't know. All I can tell you is the facts. She, she got a, a, a massage publisher, you right. know, an organization with a number in uh, Beverly Hills and a thing down in Florida. She knows everybody's involved, and she but puts out a book. She was it. also kind of involved in the whole Haiti fiasco as well, too, right? I mean, well, yeah, you know what? Like, I didn't catch that one, but I'd love to look into that some more. That okay, because I think that she did the same thing where they didn't get into the pretty gnarly details of the totality of the trafficking that was going on down there and the looting and stuff like that. So, um, you know, and that's not outside of the realm of possibility that these very wealthy people, you know, give somebody a donation of 250,000. They just say, let's talk the party line. I want you to say, talk about this, blah, blah, blah. Anything's possible. And I've talked to a lot of people down there in that Palm beach circles and stuff like that. And it seems like one day they're saying one thing, the next day they're saying something else. And I could tell you something else. I've been working on a human, a sex trafficking case up here in Nevada. There's no resources available for these these young women that are being brutalized and thrown out and getting arrested when you go to the cops for help. They get arrested. Right. It sounds like the uh, yeah. the whole thing that went down in Omaha where the victims actually go to jail, right? Right. The, uh, so the, uh, I can tell you, in real life, it, it's not all this pretty thing where you know you have these balls and everybody's being taken care of. I, I haven't been invited to these balls. Gotcha. Uh, well, did you ever read about the story of Hunter S. Thompson when he went down to Palm Beach? And no. it just like just the str- the people were very strange and fake and it's a very right. you know, yeah it's, I can't remember the name of the book that he wrote about that but I Wait, think but maybe it was a, a series of articles. Uh, Mention Acosta, okay? Acosta was the guy down there in charge of this case. He's the one that gave them the sweetheart deal. Uh, by the way, too, there was some negotiations, too, between, I believe it was either Comey or Mueller uh, in this, who was the uh, head of the FBI, who actually uh, used uh, Epstein as some type of informant. Com- confidential was the CI. He was a confidential informant. Right. 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 So, so that's another. Mueller is, was working and had possible leniency with somebody who was raping and trafficking underage girls. Absolutely, absolutely. There's no doubt that there's been le- yeah, there's been leniency. <laughs> Supreme, <laughs> right? So that's why this guy Sass is having a looked over, and Bob Barr or William Barr is going to look into it. God only knows what actually the results will be, but. Uh... Bob, wait, wait, William Barr worked for the same, uh, uh, what is that, the X Eccles and whatever, is it Kirkland and Ellis? I always get that name wrong. William Barr, anyway, well, Miami Herald, right? And everybody's coming out, oh my goodness, uh, there's, this, there's this guy down in, in uh, uh, Palm Beach and he used political influence uh, to get out of these serious charges. He was facing 40 years. Anybody, you or me would have got life. Oh, He's facing no 40 no years. Yeah. And he used political influence to get out of this. And then the next week, William Barr is being appointed attorney general. <laughs> and he worked for the company. He worked for Kirkland and Ellis before this and after this. But the, and everybody said, now uh, Ben says, okay, I sent these letters to the Department of Justice. We want to look into all this. Uh, and he's Acosta, right? Because Acosta was the guy down there. And then Trump appoints Acosta to be the head of uh, uh, the uh, Labor Department, right? He's Secretary right, of Labor. So it doesn't hurt his career. He actually... Uh, the, you know, steps up in his in his political career, right? After but giving what, the sweetheart deal, right? And Ben Sass, who I suppose we're gonna we're gonna look into him in a minute. But okay, well, boy, my, Ben Sass is a hero. He's writing a letter to DOJ. He wants this looked into. He wants us to look into uh, Acosta because we know about Acosta from Conchita, the balls, right? Right. Gotcha. Uh, right. But does anybody know the name Bruce Reinhardt? Not me. Oh, nobody knows. Cause it's, you know, <laughs> so who's Bruce Reinhardt? 
What are you, but uh, William is supposed to be looking over here, man, oh, at, the, at the airplanes and then the island, man. I don't have you distracted yet. Bruce Einhardt was the assistant U.S. attorney under Mr. Acosta, who retired, who quit his job January 1st, 2008, and went to work representing uh, Jeffrey Epstein get on out, January 2nd, 2008. Wow, wow. <laughs> crazy, crazy. So he knew all the information that they had at the office and then goes to work for the guy that should not even be legal it shouldn't even be legal off the charts well, uh, uh, yeah there was another case it was even worse than that i saw recently i forget um i'll probably never remember right now but it was even worse than that uh what was it um ah, another day another day but uh well so here's another thing about acosta is that there were only state charges there were no federal charges even though the women were or the girls yeah. were being trafficked outside of the country and in the New York and all these multi-state elements that would involve the FBI or you know, you know, Department of Justice. Well, absolutely, but I, I know kidnapping is a federal offense. I'm sure human trafficking is, is right. too. On some, uh, you know, they can get themselves involved in so many various uh, ways, civil rights. But, but the, the thing other is, thing that the public may not know about the sweetheart deal that Epstein got is that it was only, I think, 18 months, and he yeah. served time, and he was allowed to leave jail. It was just a very soft sentence you know but you know i think he, that he could spend time at home or have weekends off i don't even remember but he wasn't okay. sitting in jail it's, for a whole time oh no it was 18 months he only did 13 months it was done in a private wing not even in the state police uh, state uh, prison or, or the county jail it was in the sheriff's jail in a private wing that was being uh, uh, refurbished after he'd given them a ninety thousand dollar donation to that same sheriff's department uh, he was he had only had to stay there a uh, monday to saturday no, uh, during a sleepover, uh, Monday to Saturday, he had to stay there all day Sunday, uh, and then he could leave. He had a special office set up down there where he hired off-duty sheriffs to take him back and forth to the office and stand outside his door and wait for him at the office. So a lot of shenanigans went on there as well. I believe it was uh, Nick Bryant uh, who got a hold of um, uh, his uh, commissary records, and the guy, even with a little bit of time he was spending there and there all by himself – uh, he had to buy Jurgen's hand lotion uh, down there because he still couldn't keep his hands off himself uh, while doing eight hours a night in a jail. Okay, one of his Nick Bryant wrote the, about the Franklin scandal. Scandal. Interesting too. I had Nick Bryant on the show about this. He didn't really want to talk about Epson. He wanted to talk about uh, the other one. Right. But I, I right. got him to talk a little bit. Um, well, this now, one is clearly still current. Epstein is, is happening again, so it hasn't really gone away. I mean, the, the, the federal charges were dropped in his agreement, which was, a, according to these uh, the, the Miami Herald article, is that was a much larger investigation. So it just kept it an in-state thing. I mean, and, and the larger international or definitely multi-state aspects of Epstein were, were never you know, made public as much. One other point I wanted to make about his jail stay, and then we'll get back to the Miami Herald article in a second, is that uh, the jail stay, one of his, his most frequent visitors to the jail, and remember, he only had he was only there one full day, uh, on, you know, when he could get visit, you know, why would anybody want to visit him there? One of his most frequent visitors was Jean Luna, uh, Jean Luc Brunel, Jean Luc Brunel. Jean Luc Brunel, the French director, right? Oh, no, 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 he's a a French modeling scout. <laughs> He's a modeling scout who was exposed on 60 Minutes uh, for drugging and roofing these little teenage girls in his modeling scouting business. Uh, but and was the, he associated with that other guy from Elite Modeling? 
No. Okay. No. Sorry. I just had Michael Gross on the show. Okay, and he's the guy uh, who wrote that article, and I think it was the Daily Beast. Michael Gross is a well-known guy in New York City. He's done a lot of uh, gossip stuff like that, but he worked for the New York Times, and he's written some books about real estate and about the modeling business. And uh, he wrote an article about uh, Trump having these parties at the uh, uh, Plaza Hotel when he owned the Plaza Hotel with a bunch of teenage models there. And uh, I, he was also involved, too, with that BBC documentary, Is Trump a Sex Pest? And I had two of the young models on my show who made allegations against Trump along the same lines, being hit on by Trump when they were 16 years old and offered drugs and alcohol and all kind of stuff. And even talked about having Trump having a 17-year-old Haitian teenage model right around that same time. And there's been other things that have been going on in the background with this where, where I haven't gotten somebody on the show yet, but I've talked to him off the air with communicator off the air, off to get them attorneys and stuff like that, um, of other Alex, serious allegations of the same nature, not just of Trump, but of people around Trump. Gotcha. And gotcha. by the way, talk about since this Miami Herald article came on, everybody's talking about this now, like it just suddenly happened. Uh, Donnie Deutsch, uh, the well-dressed, uh, dresses like a dandy, to quote Piers Resman, <laughs> uh, out there on a morning uh, Joe, right, comes right. out and says, hey, I had contacts. I had a breakfast meeting with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and we were going to buy a publication. By the way, Epstein's involved in all these radar online and uh, uh, all these all these things. And that other one that got shut down by Hulk Hogan, you know, that right. other man? Yes, I know exactly. Yeah, all these online journalist, journalist yeah. stuff. Gawker, I think it is. Gawker, yes. Epstein, Gawker lost, Ep yeah. yeah. Epstein's sending the money, bailing these guys out. Well, okay. you had said, I think with some of your reporting, you had said that Epstein, it was Epstein's idea that the Clinton Foundation was created, right? There's a 24-page letter. You can find it at oppermanreport.com in my member section for as little as $6 a month. And it's exclusive to me. I don't know anybody else has this thing. People ask me for it all the time, so they can't be able to find it online. Uh, where uh, Jerry Leftcourt, who used to be Abby Hoffman's lawyer, uh, who I met a few times back in New York City way back in the 80s, uh, and now turned out to be one of Jeffrey Epstein's lawyers. And he wrote a letter to the prosecutors, part of their negotiations, where he claimed that Jeffrey Epstein was pivotal in the creation and the, and the founding of the, the wow. Clinton Foundation. Oh, that's I don't think Jerry Leftcourt would lie. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I didn't mean to t take you off of the Jean-Luc Brunel, but we kind of got just uh, kind of uh, led you off of that. But Jean-Luc Brunel visited Epstein the most while he was in jail, and he was a roof roofing 15-year-old girls. And some of them came forward right during the Me Too movement. Oh, absolutely. They came forward. There was a whole 60 Minutes show about it, but you can't find it online anymore. It's disappeared. Interesting. But also, too, he visited Epstein more days than there were visiting days, meaning he visited him once, twice. <laughs> okay. Wow. Now, what were they? What kind of friendship do they have? What are they talking about? What could they be discussing? Jean Bruno, uh, Luc Brunel had a, a reputation, too, as well, of these HB1 visas that he had some kind of scam going on with these visas that he could import these girls all from all these Eastern European countries. Uh, wow. They talked about Epstein having parties in Manhattan. This is all in publications. When he's had these parties in, in, uh, in Manhattan where suddenly a bunch of little 13, 14-year-old girls would come in dressed like hookers. They were Eastern European. How could you say no one knew about this? Every, and this is New York City. It's been written about in New York wow, Magazine. It's just magazine. incredible. Have you ever heard the name Selena uh, Jenkins? Or, uh, she was she's supposedly a trafficking woman from Eastern Europe as well. Have you heard her name? And, and, and there's so many names Jenkins so she but it's just interesting that you brought up this Eastern, Eastern European because there's another woman who she has like meetings with the Pope and she's friends huh. with uh, Epstein, no, Epstein has a picture of the Pope he has a picture so of the Pope so you have never heard the name Jenkins in association with Epstein 
No, and okay. as a, I've been dealing with name Jenkins. It's a real problem in my okay. life. I would remember the name. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, she was actually, she made a lot of money by salvaging, I think it was Barclays Bank. Um, she got, uh, she was an intermediary between a Middle Eastern money and Barclays, and, and she made quite a bit of money, but she's kind of, uh, she's, she, she's, She's been involved in supposedly a lot of human trafficking from Eastern Europe. And she's Yugoslavian. She's really Yugoslavian native. But she wrote uh, this book called Room 23 that features a lot of Hollywood celebrities and kind of eyes wide shut gear and stuff like that. It's really weird. Definitely try and book her for sure. Well, you, good luck. I don't, I don't tell me. You can go look at her Instagram account and you know, it's pretty disturbing. But uh, anyway, so... Oh, wait, by the way, real quick, uh, Epstein, because I have the uh, video of the search warrant execution of his Palm Beach mansion, which, by the way, the place was scrubbed uh, before there. He, he had prior knowledge that there was going to be a raid. Um, and they, they cleaned the place out because everybody talks about there being nude photos of, of teenage girls on his walls and frames. And you could see wires hanging from the ceiling and stuff like that where there was video camera equipment and stuff that had been removed. Wow. Uh, so there's wow. all that. Uh, but he has pictures uh, of Castro and the Pope. <laughs> in like, frames, like, right? So he's like with them, right? Like shaking yeah. at the yeah. Oh, yeah. And and, what, and what's his name? Uh, uh, Dershowitz, when he's trying to uh, come up with his um, uh, what do you call explanation of his association with Epstein, he says, "Well, I met Mr. Epstein at a party of Evelyn Rothschilds at, at her home." Oh, God. <laughs> okay, that's his. Uh, you know, <laughs> and she's deep in Pizzagate. There's that picture of her with this guy from what, Media Matters, who was the boyfriend of James Alephantis. So it's a little kind of interesting little spider's yeah. web. Oh, yeah, and, and Epstein's connected to everybody, Netanyahu and all these people. Right, the Yehud Barak, who was the head, was the head. former prime minister of Israel, was on the Black Book for the so-called Lolita Express. And people who don't know, Epstein would fly to this island in, what is it, the Bahamas, or Little Bahamas, was it? And, Virgin Islands. Virgin Islands, sorry. And then um, he had some kind of weird... Egyptian-inspired building on top with with uh, you know uh, statuaries or statues, and then supposedly underneath that was a bunch of caverns, and that's where like acts of depravity would occur. That you know, there's been rumors involving other known names out there. People who are in the news today. So, well, well, don't forget too that the, the governor down there, that Virgin Islands, is the uh, former NYPD cop was down there, and his wife is employed by Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, down there. So it's just, they just own the tendrils are all through everything. But, but anyway, Dershowitz himself, just so I can get this in, uh, we talked about Virginia Robert. Robert, she claimed that he raped her, right? He, she, she claims that she was forced to have sex with Dershowitz and that it, everything was so nonchalant that when she would be giving sex to uh, uh, Epstein, that he would just walk into the room and they would have conversations. Now, Dershowitz uh, just came out recently and said that he is, that Je Jeffrey Epstein is still his client to this day. Wow. And he says, well, you know something, uh, once you're a lawyer and you take on a client, you never really stop being a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you can. That's not true. But there was another woman who came out and claimed Dursowicz abused her too, right? So he has had two. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. What okay, I thought that there was a second one. I'll have to look that up. But just as an aside, so a well-known name, kind of an alternate media, is this guy Mike Cernovich, who... Uh, got involved in the Epstein case, and he was raising money to file a motion to obtain information. But he, the way that he publicly said it is that his interest was in the public interest, but the actual motion, and you can read, this is an actually a fascinating little piece of legality because it was countered by 
David Boyes, who is probably one of the top lawyers in the country, and he was involved in kind of uh, all kinds of famous cases. What was it? Uh, Bush and Bush Gore, you know, the vote recount. So Boyes came in and, and put this other brief memo and showed that Cernovich's interest was not in the public interest, or that was his argument, which I believe, that Cernovich was not in the public interest, but that he was trying to reveal or uncover these secretive names of abuse victims. And he was trying to do it for Dershowitz's benefit. So they were trying to uncover who some of these victims were, uh, supposedly, allegedly. And the the boys' uh, motion that they put in court, or the response, included pictures of Cernovich with Dershowitz. And they're known yeah. to be friends. So there, there's this kind of odd thing that... This guy, Mike Cernovich, is seen as his truth teller. But in this circumstance involved in the Epstein case, where he, in my understanding, he's portraying himself as a white knight, it's not uh, not the case, according to David Boyce. I'm no follower of, of Cernovich or a fan of his or whatsoever. I don't know. Who, and, and, and I'm finding out more and more that all these alt-right-wing guys, these Twitter characters, man, they're all being funded by uh, a Cambridge Analytica and that whole bunch and the Mercers and the Cokes. Um, more and more, I'm, I'm really seeing my eyes are being opened to what's going on in this whole freaking quote unquote alt media right, right. <laughs> crap, you know, and I'm totally out of the loop, man. I'm like, I'm starving to death, limping around with my hernia here. <laughs> and these other guys, the project Veritas is sitting back in there and Laura Loomer flying around the country. Yeah. Today. How is she affording? She went to South Africa. She's been all over the place. These guys get a ton of funding. They get a ton they of They don't ever disclose it, which is a shame. No, and they got all kinds of scams going on too behind the scenes anyway uh, not, uh, just not in general these old media types raising funds for this and then cut, kicking back the money to each other um from what i'm hearing and from what i've seen i can testify if i had to um let's see um so we got off so we were talking about dershowitz we covered oh, oh one thing is the, the recent lawsuits came out everyone was lamenting about oh my goodness uh, they settled this lawsuit um, uh, and now these poor girls, this is after my Hemi Herald article came out and they settled these lawsuits. And now these girls will never get their voices will never be heard. Boo hoo, boo hoo. But if people really look at that, that was a defamation lawsuit that, the, that, that the, everybody's happy with. <laughs> okay. All of the, all the plaintiffs are happy with that settlement. They got paid off. But that, if you go back, you're the one that tipped me off about this. That was the same a gaggle, I guess you'd call it of uh, defamation lawsuits and bar complaints that all went back and forth between Brad Edwards and Dershowitz back then. Remember on a Friday yes. night he sent me that? Yeah. And he said, hey, Friday night document dump to keep it out of the press. And it was yeah. Dershowitz yeah. with his press release about how he's backing out of this lawsuit and uh, and declaring victory in a way. But they all went on. They all continued. And that, that if Dershowitz would have stayed in, he would have lost too. He would have had to make a settlement too in that. So, uh, right. I mean, there's just all kinds of paperwork flying around around this whole this whole oh. Epstein situation these oh well you know even Jean-Luc Brunel sued Epstein saying that his name coming out and all this because he visited him 53 times in one year <laughs> more than there were weeks in a year uh what do you call and he sued Epstein too there's a lot of oh, some of these are convenient lawsuits back and forth just oh, settlements and silencing each other and but there's – man, listen, there's so much in this case that even I can't keep up with it all. And I've been talking about this before anybody. I don't want to toot my own horn or pat myself on the back, but it's just a fact. you know. And, and, and there's just right. so Nobody much else in the alternative media really wants to even talk about Epstein. It's a very important case, super important because of his ties all throughout everything. And everybody just denies it. You know, no, don't know him. 
Unless it's Clinton, unless they want to throw Clinton's name in there, like a Liz Cronkin, right away it's a Clinton story. Hey, listen, I'm not saying the Clintons aren't perverts, and they're not killers, they're not uh, coke smugglers, they're not CIA. They are. You know, what, they're, they're a crime family. There's no doubt about that, and they're up to their necks and all this stuff like that. But so is everybody else. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't think there's anybody guy. left out of this case. You got Courtney Love and, and uh, who's that guy? Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker, involved. right. What's Chris Tucker it's, in that group? Oh, my gosh. Well, get this, man. The, the same flight, the one everybody, the way we found out about Epstein was because Bill Clinton hopped the flight to Africa on Epstein's plane with Chris Tucker, Kevin Spacey, and I think there was even a couple of porn stars on that flight. Uh, but the thing is, Chris Tucker has his own shenanigans. First of all, he has his own plane too. They all do. Everybody named here got their own plane, their private planes. Uh, and if you've ever been around these private airports, a lot of shenanigans going on there. No doubt. Uh, where, yeah. where do you think the little drugs come into this country? 90% of them, yeah, flown around the country on private jets. Private jets, yeah, these private jets is really the real transportation. They don't come through the major thoroughfares at all. It's a lot of private jets. Yeah, especially now. In the old days, you could get, you know, through the, you know, with a coat full of money and stuff like that. You can't do that anymore. Did you remember uh, there was a story of a famous Mexican Latino musician, and one of the planes went down, and it was like full of coke, too. So people, oh, yeah? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was crazy. Well, uh, Trump's helicopter pilot was a coke dealer. You know, this stuff goes on all over the place. But um, uh, what were we saying? Anyway, that? so just the, the, the just how many different people are involved. Oh, yeah. Chris Tucker was involved with, with snatching up that kid, uh, Gavino, uh, that uh, Michael Jackson was molesting. When that, 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 that thing came out in the press, the Michael Jackson says, go get little Gavino, bring him to me. And uh, Chris Tucker hops on his private plane and delivers this kid to Michael Jackson for his safety. Because <laughs> they're worried about this kid. It's just incredible. I mean, and there's other stories of visitors, like uh, Crazy Days and Nights has done some reporting about Epstein's Island and people secretly going there to indulge in their, you know, you know, particular okay. interests. So Kevin Spacey, even before that, he got sued in civil court by that person in New York. You know, they, they had him pigeonholed. Well, not, you know, they had him but, tagged as yeah. somebody who was interested in those types of encounters. Let's Trump has his own island, too. He has a $13 million uh, piece of property on that island, $13 million mansion on there that was untouched in the hurricane. But I think he's still got some money for it. But And it's a boat ride. It's a little, tiny little boat ride or a little private jet ride of 10 minutes to Epstein's That's Island. It's interesting you say that because in one of the Dan stories, there was a story about people taking the boat in so that there's no record exactly. of, a, of a flight. So people... Not, not would just not fly with Jeffrey. They would fly into some other place and then boat. Give me a break. Those flight logs. It's a private pilot, but you can write anything well, there. You hit that stuff is misspelled. It's illegible. You can't figure out what. It, you know. And also, too, uh, what was the other thing? Is uh, um, the, Trump too? Uh, Epstein's flown on Trump's. Trump has flown on Epstein's lawsuit. We know that from a deposition of Epstein's brother. But Epstein's flown on Trump's plane. We know that. There's an article in Golf Digest. I think it's called. And the guy who wrote the article, the original article, talking about when Trump said, hey, that's some high-class pussy, uh, best pussy money can buy, something like that. But he wrote a second article talking about how he was on Trump's plane. They were waiting for Epstein and Maxwell to show up. And when they was late, and Trump was saying, hey, you don't make a private pilot, wait for you know, blah, 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 he's making a joke. And they brought with them a little teenage girl who was made up to look older. He doesn't know how old she is. He's not making accusations like everybody's afraid to do. But come on, you got a guy here who's this is his focus in life, 24 hours a day, is little girls, and he's got a little girl with him on Trump's plane. Right. So I mean, but that's the whole thing that you see these little vignette stories. Is that's probably what Epstein was doing for decades, you know? Whoa, before yeah, before no Bush. Doubt. What's that? There's no doubt. 
this is his life's focus. He's hanging out with guys um, uh, like a, a Woody Allen, you know, and all these other characters, you know. And he, by the way, too, you know, just recently Steve Bannon went to visit Epstein. We don't uh, know what they were. Right, recently, yeah, that's true. It is so bad. Come on, it's under our noses. And, and you Bannon, did that show about about Bannon's peculiar what, lifestyle. Yeah. Like, was it, I mean, I don't know. Meth making, possibly, who knows. The porn in Meth House, there's no doubt that uh, uh, Steve Bannon's ex-wife down there was involved in porn, involved in modeling, all this nonsense. Cops were at that house. They, they, uh, the guys who lived there afterwards, I interviewed him. He has a background that's very interesting himself. Uh, all, all the people around that story have an interesting background. You know, I can't say legally. <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> okay, because it's a crime to, certain, to name people's occupations, what you suspect they do. But the thing is, is... Um, what do you call it? Uh, they have studies of the, the meth down there. They have police reports. Uh, Bannon's wife was caught trying to smuggle marijuana and a cell phone into her boyfriend when he was in jail. Okay, all this this is not some kind of bizarre. Porn stars showed up at the house looking there. But what was told by me by the people that lived with there is that there were padlocks on the inside of the doors and windows keeping people inside of that house. And at the very end of that interview, if you listen, it's in the Opperman Report member section. He says, and we're hoping that this will escalate into, because we've talked to the police, we're hoping this will escalate into a greater investigation into human trafficking and other cases in Palm Beach. It's just incredible. Well, you know, and we can have this whole conversation without once saying Lolita Express and Pedophile Island. Cause right, because there's more than that, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, you know, uh, the whole New Mexico, man. He was hanging out with the governor of New Mexico, who was another Clinton guy, another big shot. I forget his name at the moment. Uh, but he has a big ranch down there. A lot of stuff went on there, too. It's in New York, New Mexico, forget the island, man. You know, but but still, too. Trump's got an island there. There's boats going back and forth. There's plenty of uh, traffic to that island. It's undocumented. Yeah. But, I mean, the the thing is, is that that's like in the super global elite. Getting an island and having a place to go to is, is, uh, you know, it's like the cherry on top of your wealth. It's not uncommon for a lot of these rich people to have these islands in the Caribbean. Nexium was involved with, uh, uh, what's that one guy who owned Virgin Airlines? Nexium was down, uh, you know. Yeah, Branson. Yeah, Branson. Branson. So there's pictures of them together partying. So yeah, all and these that, guys are up to no, not not really savory things at these islands. Yeah, there's there's a lot of photos of Richard Branson out there floating around too, and also to what's his name to uh, Adnan Khashoggi. There's all kinds of things with his shenanigans going on. There. He openly admitted to being involved in, in prostitution and human trafficking when it came up to Linda Mills, uh, or you know Paul McCartney's wife, the the one-legged woman. Uh, but that was the one time he ever admitted, yeah, I've used prostitutes. Her. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but otherwise, you know, God, look around this guy. And he's another Trump buddy with his own island. Another guy, too, is uh, Copperfield. Uh, you know, I right. think people- he has an island, too. And there's all kinds of shenanigans sure. about him on those islands, too. Really credible allegations about him. I've done a whole show about it. Yeah. Where then, yeah. after the woman who reported him was chased around in different states and arrested on other charges, and to totally silenced her, man. So, whatever's going on down there, you know, there's something going on there. Oh. Uh, but a couple yeah. of things, too, about uh, my interview with uh, Michael Gross uh, and um, the stuff I've done about uh, Trump and his family and these kinds of things, too. I, uh, I was going back and forth with uh, Tom Arnold, you know, right. who's uh-huh. doing tapes. He's trying to come up with the tapes for Vice TV. Right. He's and trying so, to get Trump. Right. So I contact him with some blockbuster information that I think is blockbuster. Turns out he knows everything I know. 
He knows everything. Sure, this is all sure. common knowledge. Everybody knows about this little 16-year-old that worked, you know, uh, this is all, not even in the press anywhere. You know, you can't get this stuff anywhere. Uh, but everybody knows these stories. And he comes back at me with something I didn't know. Which He's one? talking about, uh, oh, yeah. He's talking about um, the case of Jared Kushner's father. I think it was Charlie Kushner. Uh-huh. Who um, uh, was, he wanted to donate money to politicians so badly that he was creating fake accounts and fake partnerships and stuff like that because uh-huh. he had to donate money uh-huh. to Democrats mostly, by the way. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and he gets caught doing this. His own brother starts cooperating with the FBI and the Richard Christie's office. Right. Christie was involved in the prosecution of Chris Kushner's dad, and that's right. why he got elbowed out. So Kushner's dad, I think it's Charlie Kushner, comes up with a plan. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hire some prostitutes to go and seduce my brother-in-law who's testifying against me, and then I'm going to blackmail him. Right. So right off the bat, I'm thinking, what kind of sleazy guy does this? You know, How would you let your daughter marry into that family. That's the kind of, kind of thing I wouldn't want to be, be involved in, right? Me, because I'm a silly goose, right? But what I find out is, from Tom Arnold, he puts out a tweet saying, uh, ch- teenage Russian prostitutes. Wow. <laughs> the girl in that case is a teenage Russian prostitute. Wow. So that, that's always skipped over in that case. They never talk about it. It's just a prostitute. I've been looking for it. I can't find it. It's a teenage Russian prostitute, according to Tom Arnold's source. Uh, but the thing is, man, this is what I'm talking about, man. There's so much going on here, you know. There's even a connection, too, between um, – I can't talk about 100%, but I think you would know off the air we've talked. Is there's a connection between uh, Stormy Daniels and the uh, Jake, the Katie Doe lawsuit. Okay, there's a con- And no one – Mueller's not talking to anybody about that stuff. He hasn't contacted anybody about any of that. Let me ask you another question, too. Everybody's uh, um, doing a sign of the cross when they talk about this Miami Herald article. How come no one from the Miami Herald contacted me to say, hey, man, what do you know? You're a professional investigator. You've been working on this longer than anybody else. What do you know that you can't talk about on the air? Let's talk to us off the record. Hey, we want to hire you and, and pay you a couple of bucks. How come? How, why not? I don't know. Every- Maybe they listen to all your shows. You, you don't, don't know. know. Yeah, but everybody else who listens to the show contacts me. They want to talk about this, except for Mueller and the Miami Herald. <laughs> okay, who well, else? You know what I mean? What's going on here, man? You know, it's, uh, I'm very suspicious, and I'm, I'm a lot more uh, uh, cautious than I was five years ago when I first started talking about this. Because there's many, many levels to all this that's, that people aren't even scratching the surface. And, and and if I can wake up one day, I get a message from Tom Arnold of all sources, and I'm scratching my head saying, "Whoa," you know. And I'm hearing these other things from people like Michael Gross and these young girls. You know, uh, there's got to be even ten times more than that out there. Oh, well, I wouldn't doubt, I wouldn't doubt it. Ed, we are at 55 minutes. Um, is there anything um, you'd like to follow up or kind of close up with? Yes, I would like to close up with a nap. Sure. Uh, okay, William Rams. <laughs> thank you so much, man. I really appreciate this. It feels good sometimes to just to talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. Well, I appreciate and to, it. <laughs> Yeah, and to get this off my chest, you know, and a lot of stuff. We didn't even get into Ben Sass and his connections to uh, uh, Dennis Hassert, uh, who was accused of wrestling, uh, these uh, molesting these wrestling kids, right? And uh, and their connection, you know, he worked for Hassert, you know. No, I didn't know that. I didn't and, know he worked under Hassert. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, and he's a, he's a wrestler himself, you know, that uh, good old oh, Ben Sass. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he visits these high schools. In fact, he was in charge of the House Page program. Remember the whole scandal yeah, about the of Page? Course, of course. Yeah, <laughs> good old Sass. Yeah, he must be a hero yeah. in all this, looking to uncover uh, bad things. Uncover, uncover. <laughs> but uh, where can people hear your your interviews or your Epstein shows? They can go to your website, Opperman Report, and you, your YouTube channel, and subscribe. 
oppermanreport.com is the website. You can go there. There's a special member section with about 400 hours of material, exclusive stuff you won't find anywhere else. Um, there's documents in there. There's all kind of Epstein documents, Trump documents, videos of the search warrant affidavit. My show airs Friday nights and Saturday nights. You can find it on Spreaker, iHeart, YouTube, iTunes, uh, American Freedom Radio, uh, People's Internet Radio, uh, Public Streaming Network, IPM Nation. A lot of, a lot of different internet stations carry it. Uh, you can find me if you need to hire a PI, you need somebody who knows what they're doing, emailrevealer.com. You can get uh, email tracing, online infidelity, forensics, cell phone forensics, computer forensics, asset searches, adoption investigations. I'm a working PI. I work full-time as a private investigator. You got a problem, get a hold of me. I can get you out of it. <laughs> okay. Right on. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate it. All right. Okay, bye. All right, we're done.